I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Thanks for listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Service Patriots is your home for comfort solutions for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. Welcome. Prime time with Isaac and Souk. What is going on up here? I never know, man. Unbiased. Shut, shut, your, shut your mouth. Uncompromised sports talk without the sugar coating. I hope you're happy. You wasted everyone's life for 30 seconds. Isaac Rupp and Jason Sukanik. Now shut up and let me do my job. The best in sports coverage. This is going to be great. This is Prime Time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Good afternoon. Don't change the channel. Don't change the channel for the love of God. No, please. no, please. I know please. things are a little different. Just hang out with us for two and a half hours. Bear with us. Please. It's Joe Fisher, Rashad Taylor. It's a Sports Sunday version of primetime today. And, uh, well, two-thirds of Sports Sunday because we got Big Willie style across the glass from Getting us. Will jiggy, really. Yeah. I, I wonder if... If Young Will knows uh, where the Big Willie style reference comes from. Will Smith. Okay. All right. Do you Just know the song? Uh, no. Can, I, you, can you give us three bars of that song? <laughs> Summertime. Oh, that's close. That's, you, that's, you know, you're, it's, th- those are words that are definitely in one of the songs, Man, for sure. I, I remember when my sister got Willennium for her birthday. That was, that was a def- uh, defining moment in the Fisher household. Really? It was a big deal. The, uh, uh, her unwrapping that and seeing that Willennium album cover. Yeah, wasn't wasn't Wild Wild West on that on that album? It's quite possible. Yeah, just the two of us. So I'm I'm not sure if you you know saw this, but there was like a a Grammy hip hop celebration. You know, this is 50 years of hip hop for those who didn't kind of know or haven't watched anything. Oh yeah, I, I heard that uh, the Grammys did a promo for that with Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, Machine Gun Kelly. You know, uh, he he got up and talked about Nelly's influence, having you know dancing the hot in her. In seventh grade, and then when uh, the girl he's like, but then I sold him. out because I realized it would make me a lot more money. So that's why I'm I mean, doing punk rock. I like now. Machine Gun Kelly, but Don't. hey, whatever. Either way, the highlight of the night was a performance by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Now that'd be pretty cool. Now, and I as think long the, as Will's not punching anybody, or Will wasn't punching face. anything, but you know he was punching dope lyrics all night. Did it slap? <laughs> it. <laughs> that's a good one. Did it it's, slap? Oh, man, hey, rock hard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Rock hard is what it was. But he got a chance to do some stuff like old school. He didn't do Parents Don't Understand, but he did do Summertime and Getting Jiggy With It. And it was pretty cool. Nah, 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 nah. And so my son was like, why is he rapping? <laughs> I was like, like what oh, are you, you don't know what are you this talking Will about? And then, yeah, and so and then it's like, yeah, you don't know who 
Will Smith was a was a rapper? No. So yeah, that was pretty crazy for a lot of the young people. Even some twenties were like, Will Smith is a rapper? Really? <laughs> Yeah, baby, Fresh Prince. Uh, we do have to get to uh, the mystery of how I got six because uh, I think we have an answer, and uh, the answer is across this faux marble table. Uh, Rashad definitely got me sick. That is not true. That, uh, she, it was just revealed minutes ago. I was like, man, yeah, Tuesday, I wasn't feeling too good. He's like, oh, yeah, uh, Sunday morning. Uh, no, no, that's not. I've corrected myself. That's not what I said. <laughs> I said Saturday night, and I wasn't feeling great coming into the show on Sunday morning, uh, but I was yeah, fine. See, I th- but by the time the show was over at 9.30, I felt fine. <laughs> yeah, by the time... Enough you know, to give me your sickness yeah, within that started, hour I and a half. I, I had enough time to pass it to you from, from 8 to 9.30, yes. Listen, as far as timing on getting sick, like, leading up to the holidays, like, thank God it happened on Tuesday and not, you know, today or tomorrow, like, Seriously. you know, right up until Christmas. Um, but... Uh, Have you ever been sick through the holidays? No. Um, Not a cool feeling. No, I remember uh, Sprague talking about how he got COVID a couple of years ago during Christmas, and yeah, it just sounded miserable. But uh, no, I'm looking forward to this weekend. I'm looking forward to tomorrow because uh, I'm going to see if I can uh, have some luck at the blackjack tables out at Spirit Mountain Ooh, tomorrow. look at you. Yeah. I downloaded a blackjack app today. <laughs> See, That's the, how I already this, know I'm screwed. Exactly. It, I've never heard anything go well when you say I downloaded the blackjack app. Starting how to read some card some books. Yeah, yeah. A day before I plan to go to the casino, yeah. I'm going to run that place. Pro- probably gonna... not going to work out well for you, but I'm pulling for you, bud. About to watch 21. Be like, I can count. Yeah, cards. seriously, yeah. I can do this. I think I've got it down. Put up the X behind the chair so I can signal to my brother-in-law. Get or, me yeah, out you, of here. I was going to ask if you're going to have a partner because you have to have a partner if you're going to pull off a, a trick like this. See, here's the problem: is that I threw out the. Uh, because uh, we're all doing like a um, brother, sister, uh, niece, nephew sleepover out in Willamina. That's okay. where my sister uh, and brother-in-law live, out in Willamina, Timbertown, USA. Um, a lot of Confederate don't, flags out there. Yeah, I don't think I'm I, I don't venture to Willamina very much. <laughs> the Fourth of July parade out there was interesting to say the least. But man, can they blow some s up? That is, uh, they had some great fireworks out there. I think there, I might have missed the Juneteenth parade that they had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, that know, year. don't know if that's going to be happening anytime soon. Not will mind it. Maybe Sheridan, but uh, maybe no. Sheridan. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not. You know, but there are. I mean, will mind it. That's like five to ten minute drive down the road from Spirit Mountain Casino. So I uh, threw out the invite saying, um, you know, who wants to roll with me to the casino last night? And everybody wants to go, it seems like. 60 plus. But nobody, I I have a feeling nobody's going to be gambling. Like my brother-in-law, I threw out this invite to him uh, a few months back. I'm like, hey, bud, like, let's hit the casino up, as as Danny McBride said in Pineapple Express. And he's like, yeah, I'll go with you and watch you. I'm like, no, that's, yeah, that's not, fu- listen, that's not, no, listen, if you're going to go and just sightsee or gawk while I'm over here at the tables, blackjack, yeah, well, I'm over here, like in my worst moments at times, I don't need you over my shoulder talking about, well, I would have stayed on that. I, w- I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have hit there. Yeah, yeah. no, I swear to God, no. if that happens. And then my sister, um, you're doing us no favors. She's always down, uh, you know, to have a good time, go to the casino, you know, but I don't think she's going to be throwing any cash on any tables, any doing anything. Maybe a couple slots. I, I mean, I'd be you're you're I'd you're, be hard pressed to see if she does that as well. So I think I am rolling in there solo, going to the blackjack table, and I don't feel good about it. You're one of those guys that that enjoys losing his money. Are you a gambler, Will? Oh, dude, no, buddy. <laughs> I'm wearing a gambler hat. Have you oh, not Have okay. you not seen the Big Will uh, Big Will's bets? Big Will oh, bets. I have? Okay, so I just thought that maybe okay, I'm just really into like you know. Spread and stuff like that. You're you're 
Oh, you really a degenerate yeah. gambler? Oh, well, that's awesome. yes and no. I mean, everything that's that I okay. bet don't, don't. is yeah. everything like, that okay. I bet is within my financial means. That's the bit. That's the smartest rule of all, right there. That's so responsible right. gambling. That being said, uh, I do like to. I like to play roulette. I don't like blackjack. I'm a big roulette fan as well. I like roulette. I like uh, Texas Hold'em. I like poker. Um, and then I like sports gambling. I'm already gonna watch the game anyways. Like, let's throw some stuff on there. Um, there's nothing more fun than the sports book for me. Right. Like, there's, I think, if at any casino, and I, I'm, you know, shout out to Luke Anderson. I used to live in Vegas too, and <laughs> uh, and one of those things that I did that I thoroughly enjoyed was during football season going mm-hmm. to a sports book and having every game, you know, yeah. at your disposal right there. Order some some wings half mm-hmm. off and stuff like that. Like, there's not a better place to be if you can't be at an actual game. Than a sports book on Sundays for for football or on a really like busy night for like basketball. Fan or baseball, madness that was sure. great last year up at A. Um, you know, and Best. just found out that you can play some college uh, bets at Spirit Mountain. I thought that was a state thing, but um, yeah, you can bet on everything but Oregon teams in college at uh, Spirit Mountain. Well, Washington, um, like Alene, it's the same, but with Washington. There you go. Okay, that's so. why you can't bet on Washington. <laughs> you Texas. know, I'm really screwed if I just don't even know the gambling rules at all <laughs> before going there. But uh, yeah, Fan Madness was great last year because you got a billion games to bet on, and you know, this March Madness is what it is. But then you throw in the gambling aspect. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be putting in any betting slips or anything <laughs> as far as for uh, sports. Go- like, I really want to play some blackjack though. Like. It went pretty well at A and A the last time I was there, and I feel like I have enough basic principles. But uh, if I'm yeah, pl- I'm not selling you on the fact when I say that I just downloaded a blackjack app today yeah. to start practicing. No, I'd, I'd I'd review it for a few weeks before <laughs> I actually went up there. When I play card games, you know, any game, poker, blackjack, whatever, I feel like I have to dress the part. Right, I feel like I have to that green put a, put a nice shirt on and a nice blazer. Like I feel like I just can't pull up to the blackjack table all willy nilly and just my sweatshirt. Like, hey guys, deal me in. You when, know, when you go to a casino, and this might show how truly of a degenerate I am at times. There's no in between. You are either dressed to the nines. Or you are a schlub. Like you <laughs> showed up in like gray sweats, like a ratty t-shirt. There's holes in it. Or it is full suit, women dresses, like whole nine yards. There's no in between. There's no in between. You know, you're one or the other up there. You, what kind of person are you? I will say that I uh, I had some good, uh, fortunate luck, maybe skill in my early poker days. First poker tournament I ever played was like eighth grade when, you know, get all the boys at the same house and you got like 12, 16, you know, buy-in. You know, the tables start to reduce. And you then guys smoking BDs too? Uh no, I, at eighth grade, seventh grade, they were oh, they no, were hanging out with ass. the uh, the gum How are you simulating cigars. I was my Chris moneymaker. I had different stuff laid out for like good luck, fortune, and stuff like that. But um, first tournament I ever played in, won that bitch. Second tournament I ever played in. This is when I just moved to Sherwood and uh, went with some family down to Arizona because Sherwood would go to Arizona for baseball tournaments. Um, like they would go and play teams that would just mop the floor with them, like future MLB players that look like on every team. But then there would be one big poker tournament in the hotel rooms, like multiple rooms, multiple games going on. And I remember uh, uh, talking to uh, the dad that I went with, um, and I said, like, hey, man, I'm low on money for this trip. If you buy me in 50%, you know, 
Like, I ain't going to win this. Guess who went and won that damn tournament? And had to split 50%. Oh, my, and the negotiation started yeah. immediately. I'm like, hey, so Can about that like, you know, deal. 60, 40, you know? 70, 30 type thing. And he taught me a lesson because uh, he, he took his uh, 50% and 100%. he was like, nope, we made a deal. You stand and by that deal. You said I'm you like, were in Arizona. Where were you at? Yeah, I was in yeah, Arizona. Yeah, yeah, man, I need all that. <laughs> what part of Arizona? Oh, uh, we were in uh, Phoenix, oh, somewhere yeah. else. Yeah, I, yeah, needed all that. I don't yeah, know I exactly. All. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what are, are we talking about? Yeah, we're not in Glendale. So. <laughs> like, I need all this stuff. Yeah, so. Yeah, um, well, yeah, if we're in Boca, yeah, okay, you can you can hang on to a couple of these, you know, a couple of these hundreds, but. Yeah, if we're, yeah, in, we're in Tucson or something. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're Arizona State or Arizona. Yeah, I'm sorry. I need so, I've had good fortune, and uh, I don't know, I am just shredding this computer dealer for everything he's got on my phone today. Jess, I am... What's the difficulty level? Um, the fact that I'm playing a computer and the oh, fact okay. that it can just, you know, mop me mop me with the floor like however it wants. I mean, that's the thing. Trying to find an app that isn't doesn't have the algorithm to just take my money in like five hands, it's tough. It's tough. So it's giving me false hope right now that I'm just going to walk into Spirit Mount tomorrow with that confidence and uh, it'll be gone immediately. That happened at A-L-N-A, at Fan oh. Madness, because me and Sprague... We were roaming around trying to find a blackjack table, and we find one. And as soon as we sit down, the dealer, oh, guys, sorry, it's uh, it's time for my break. Um, we have our fill in here, and there was a name going around because this was day two of they fan call madness, him the murderer or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> no, this was day two of fan madness, and I remember uh, Ryan Cooley, Kurt. Uh, a bunch of the sales guys, they went up there for the Thursday games, and the story was going around about this particular dealer and how she was just taking everybody's money. So sure enough, the new dealer that walks in, it's a woman, and I say, hey, is your name blah, blah, blah by chance? And she goes, yeah, it is. Okay. Uh, and I'm like, all right. I'm cash like, out, please. Oh, and yeah, I was like, you know what? Let's roll good. with it. We haven't even played a hand yet. I was like, let, let's go for it. Yeah, that's first mistake. Sprague played two hands. He's like, nope, done. And I was like, you know what? Let's ride this out a little bit further. It all five, six hands, I'm pretty sure, at that table, she won. And then uh, I moved. I went back closer to where everybody else was hanging out at the Fan Madness. And then uh, Johnny, the dealer up there, he was the man. He was helping everybody out, giving tips. I would stay. I would hit. It seemed like everybody at that table that day. He was trying to get people paid. <laughs> yeah, he was He was a good help. Good help. Do that. They have but good the, dealers out the there. The look on this face of the woman when I was like, hey, is your name blah, 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 by chance, was like, she knew. She knew what I knew. And... Five hands, I was like, okay, you, you got enough out of me. We're done here. I'm surprised you stayed for five hands. Pride like, got the best After of me. that first one, hey, aren't you Hannibal Lecter? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm cash out. Thank you so much. You, you I appreciate it. Bill the Butcher, yeah. I'm out. Yeah. yeah, we're good. No, it was definitely nice a, to meet you. It was definitely a sense of pride that kicked in because I was like, oh, yeah, this is the deal that Kurt and uh, Ryan and all of them couldn't handle. Okay. So you thought you were going to be the one okay, to, let's to go. exercise Yeah, the come demon. back. Like, guess who I ran into? Guess who, yeah. do, who came out on top? He That's came out right. the same, came out the same way, same words. Guess who I ran into? Yeah. Didn't didn't go as well as <laughs> yeah, I that was you guys. Yeah, that was definitely the tone. You weren't that. lying. Oh God! All right, so I will be gambling tomorrow um, and probably losing all of that money, but it will be a good time. Uh, but we got a show to get to. We have uh, a lot of uh, things uh, to Is that talk what we about. Do here? Uh, I believe so. Uh, but we do have a poll question. Will I don't know if I gave this to you yet. Give me the poll. But you will post this. That's this what, is the triple uh, A heating and cooling mind. poll question. Got the read. Got the read. Where is it, Jeff? Come on, boss man. Bam! Brought to you by AAA Heating and Cooling, a family business helping families for over 50 years. Visit AAAIAQ.com. Which team 
going to a new conference has the brightest future. And I left Oregon out of this because Obvious I can't trust you people. I know that you'll be a uh, majority of you will be voting for Oregon regardless if it's true or not. Washington, USC, Oklahoma, Texas. Again, Washington, USC, Oklahoma, Texas. Which of those four teams has the brightest future moving forward into their new conference? We'll talk about uh, some of those teams. Really, I want to hit more on this recruiting stuff because Patrick and I and Will got into a little bit with uh, the Oregon Ducks. But I think it's time to start looking at the landscape of Big Ten teams since, you know, that's kind of who Oregon will be playing going forward. It's going to take a while to start saying Big Ten, Oregon's in the Big Ten, Big it, Ten. It is bizarre, but it is, it is happening. We, we have to talk about Oregon State. Um, I, I am so sorry. I am just so sorry already. Uh, and I have a story from Bruce Feldman in The Athletic talking about USC and kind of like a uh, – a recap of their season, of how it went, where things are going. we got some big NFL matchups in the news, Hot 5 at 5. We're done at 5.30 tonight because Oregon Ducks have a huge matchup tonight. They're playing the mighty Ken State, uh, Ken Staters. What's their mascot? Anybody? Bueller? I don't know. The Falcons? I mean, sure. Let's go. Uh, yeah, I think so. It's a yeah, bird. It's a, it's a bird. It is no, Golden Eagles. Golden Eagles. Golden it is Eagles. a bird of prey, for sure. I was going to say crows. But yes, that is our poll question. Which team going to a new conference has a bird? You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, it's future Washington, USC, Oklahoma, or Texas. But let's dive into some more recruiting. Check out some other teams from around the country. See how Michigan State did, Oregon State. Let's get right into it right here on a Sports Sunday version of Primetime Rashad Taylor, Will Ortner, Joe Fisher, right here on 10 the Fan. Primetime with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. That's right. Well, it's not right because it's not Isaac and Souk. It's Joe Fisher, Rashad Taylor here filling in. Boy, they're scraping the bottom of the barrel, aren't they? I can be black souk. <laughs> Why not? I did see black soup today. Soup. Yeah, right. Yeah, the concept of that and the image of a tall, bald, bearded white man. Yeah, just more hair and, you know, <laughs> more melanin. Yeah. Um, all right, just making sure my drops page works here. He gave me the nicest, longest piece of meat. Mm. Why are we... Why are we... <laughs> so good. Uh... 
Yeah, I think it works. God, Is that you? Jerk. Was that you? No, that wasn't me. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I forget about having this access um, on Sundays, so you know we don't do a lot of drops. No, we don't. On we don't, we don't need. To, we don't really need to hear that one. No, again, well, though. we do, but you know. Yeah, I I think we can go without it, but it's you know. Okay. All right, just making sure. Now it's prime time. Yeah. There, there we go. go. There we go. Uh, so recruiting, recruiting. That stuff happened yesterday. Uh, Patrick and I talked a little bit on the. Uh, on the Oregon side of things, but uh, let's take a look at just how the recruiting uh, ended up across the nation. Um, I know you're about to be shocked, Rashad, but Georgia and Alabama had the number one and number two recruiting class. I, had, in, I hadn't in the heard country. that. Actually, that is just based off of recruits, not transfer. Yeah. So let me change the tab over, and that doesn't change at all. Georgia is still number one and two, um, even with this max mass exodus from Georgia. These bunch of guys transferring out. They still have the number one class. Alabama two, Texas three, and I know you're going to love to hear this, Oregon fans, Miami four. But we've seen that story a billion times already with Mario Cristobal, great recruiting, but uh, they don't give national championship trophies for recruiting. Uh, Oregon now at number five, and that, again, includes recruits and transfers. Ohio State number six, so that means Oregon is the highest-ranked Big Ten recruiting class this year. If you also yeah. look at other teams, you've got, uh, I mean, scrolling, scrolling, Penn State at 16, Michigan at 19. We talked about this a little bit, uh, USC at 20. We mentioned it a little bit yesterday that, hey, man, put yourself in that company, right, if you want to compete, Oregon, and that's what they've done. Uh, Oregon 5, Ohio State 6, Auburn 7, Notre Dame 8, Oklahoma 9, Florida State 10. So some of the familiar faces. But, um, yeah, I mean, looking at those other Big Ten schools, like I'm, I am really surprised. Like, obviously, Ohio State being a top 10 recruiting team is not surprising. But the fact that you got, like, Michigan and Penn State uh, down in the low teens, um, kind of surprising there. USC at 20. And we're going to get into USC at the bottom of the – three o'clock hour because that Bruce Feldman article on the athletic had some quotes in it that are eye opening and jarring to say the to least. Say the least. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and look at number 21, Colorado. How about that? Now don't look at their recruiting uh, aspect. Cause I'm pretty sure they're like a hundredth or something, 110th, 114th in, or something like in that. recruiting. They are going full transfer portal again. Um, but again, just I, like, it's it's really comforting as an Oregon fan to see them at five and like just shocked. Like I can't believe that Dan and them pulled that off. Uh, looking at some other teams, scrolling Washington at twenty nine. Uh, this is part of the reason why I wanted to include Washington and Oklahoma and Texas and all of those in that poll question because here you have Washington coming off of an undefeated season and they have the twenty ninth ranked recruiting class. Like, is there going to be a drop-off? Because, I mean, what you've seen with Washington is they have built their team through recruits. Yeah, Michael Penix was a transfer. That worked out tremendously. But I believe that on their team this year, they had 13 players that had at least six years of experience with Washington, of being on the team with Washington. Um, And Patrick, you know, to his defense yesterday when I said I want to talk recruiting, he's like, man, none of this matters because of NIL and the transfer portal. I don't know about you, Rashad and Will, but I feel like in time, the teams that can recruit and build a team through the years 
of having guys stay with the team two, three, four, five years and not transferring, the more you're able to do that, those are the teams that are going to be successful in the end. You look at the college football playoff, Alabama, Michigan, Texas, Washington, that's what those teams did. Built their teams from the inside, built the culture, developed, and those are all the four best teams, quote-unquote, in uh, in the nation. Yeah, and, you know, if you get lucky with a, a transfer, you know, a quarterback that you can get out of the transfer portal, you know, that can definitely help your chances as well. You know, you saw what Bo Nix was able to do for the Oregon Ducks is coming out of the transfer portal from Auburn and kind of change their fortunes because who knows where Oregon would have been if not for Bo Nix, you know, kind of being the trigger man there. So I think the transfer portal has really changed things. That's not something we really used to hear a whole lot about. You know, even like Oregon State fans, you know, they were lucky enough years ago to get transfers like Chad Johnson, you know, transfers like, you know, TJ Hushmanzada that pretty much came out of nowhere and they were able able to kind of make the name for themselves. We didn't really hear a whole, whole lot about that. And then, you know, you hear Cam Newton transferring from Florida to Auburn, and then it became more and more prevalent out there. Now we pay more attention to the transfer portal because now you understand you can get a game-changing player or somebody to really just fill a gap that you didn't need or fill a need that you didn't have, and you don't have to take two years to groom them on how to play quarterback or how to be an edge rusher or how to, you know, be a, a captain of the, of the linebacking core. Like, you, they know what to do because they've been playing, in most cases, at a high level, you know, you look at a, is it a, a Gabe, a Dylan Gabriel, Dylan Gabriel, you yeah. know, he's somebody that's got man, two years, you know, as a solid starter, you know, from at Oklahoma, at, Oklahoma, at, Oklahoma, at you know? UCF, you know, so you got somebody who knows how to play the position already with a freshman coming in. And we've seen it multiple times at Oregon, like somebody that's a four and five star recruit. And you think that he's going to be the one and. Oops. Oops. Yeah. You know, look, look, man, you're thankful Vernon Adams transferred there and was able to kind of figure something out. You were thankful that you got these certain guys. Let's not talk about Dakota Prukop. We're gonna we're gonna we're obviously gonna go omit some guys, right? You know, but even Dakota Prukop, when he first came in, it was like, yeah, he could be the guy. That 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 could be the one moving forward. Like here's a lot of people were excited about Prukop when he first got there. Mm-hmm. And you just don't know. And recruiting is one of those weird things for me, Will. I don't know about you, but it's one of those weird things for me is because you can't judge a person's growth from one year to another. Like, you don't really know. Like, we've seen right. a lot of guys in college football and college basketball, number one player in the country, didn't manage to be much on the college level or moving forward, you know? And so mm-hmm. it takes sometimes it takes a year for somebody to grow into their body and grow into the player that they're supposed to be. And it's like, oh, shoot, yeah, we don't we don't know if we, we're, we're prepared for this person to be this good this fast, you know? So it happens quite often. So I'm always a little weird with recruiting because, you know, by the looks of things, Miami was supposed to be a, one of the top teams in the country. Should be competing for this a national year, championship. Right? Based on recruiting. Right. Like right. If, we're, if we're looking at last year's top recruiting classes, and mind you, some of them still ended up having incredible seasons, maybe finishing just outside of uh, the college football, college playoff. But Miami wasn't anywhere near the, the top 10, you know, mm-hmm. like that. LSU, you know, well, at least they had they got a you know Heisman out of it, but they lost you know three games you know on the season trying to trying to get there. Like so, the Oklahoma was close, but you know no cigar type thing. Like so, there's a lot of teams that just because you recruited well doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be in the mix the next year. Sometimes you have to give these recruits a chance to grow. And you look at some of these schools, like man, Oregon continues to get top recruiting classes. So Oregon is cont- consistently 
at the top of what was the Pac-12, but, you know, they're always going to be one of those teams that we talk about being able to compete. So, I don't know. It's kind of a – it's always a tricky thing with recruiting for me. The way I look at it, especially with the transfer portal, is we've only had two to three-ish years of seeing how the transfer portal works in the way that it is now because they started to allow the one-time transfer rule. Because remember, before 21 – if you transferred, you had to sit, sit out. The year. Right. Yeah. So when they made the one-time transfer rule, that's become huge. And now you're seeing guys like Dylan Gabriel. This is his second time transferring, but he's not going to have to sit out because he already graduated and now is able to go to Oregon under the guise of, well, Oregon has the master's program that I want that wasn't offered at Oklahoma. Well, dude, you can find a way around those rules. For me, I still think that the great teams are going to be built heavily on high school recruiting, but then have the ability to go into the transfer portal and grab guys that didn't pan out. Well, that, I mean, just to, sorry to interrupt, but one no. example of this is Dan Lanning and Dante Moore. Like, he missed right. out on him last year. You keep that connection and you keep recruiting. Mm-hmm. And while it is a transfer, technically, he was there for one year. So, I mean, that recruiting a player and staying in contact, that still does matter even after they committed. Well, 100%. But it also matters in – so look at Oregon's defense last year, right? Dan Lanning comes in and he has all of Mario Cristobal's defensive players. And they don't fit the scheme that he wants. The way that Lanning runs that defense – is he wants smaller, quicker guys on the defensive line and at the linebacker position. It's how that mint defense works because it's 3-4 and you're having a bunch of guys blitz and twist and stunt and they're coming from all different directions. So what does he do? He uses the transfer portal to go out and go grab a guy like Jordan Birch and go grab a bunch of guys in the secondary, right? But then he also goes out and he recruits a bunch of high school kids. Mateo Ui Ungalale is the one that sticks out to me, right? Because he's a D lineman. And you go and you take the transfer guy, Jordan Birch, and you stick him right next to Ui Ungalale and let Ui Ungalale learn from Jordan Birch. And Mateo had a fantastic year, a great year for a freshman. But you can't tell me that his growth isn't sped up right. because they went into the transfer portal and they went and got a guy like Jordan Birch. So what you're going to see from a lot of these big time programs is we have a guy that we like that's young and we think he's going to pan out but they don't always pan out just because you're a five star just because you're a four star doesn't mean you're going to pan out you're more likely to pan out you were great against other 15 and 16 year olds 17 year olds but now you're playing against other people everybody's great right absolutely and you're more likely to pan out but you're not necessarily going to so that's the beauty of the transfer portal if someone doesn't work out they're going to go and grab someone else so unfortunately and i feel weird saying this but when you look at the quarterback position If Ty Thompson was going to be the dude, you would not have gone out and got Dylan Gabriel, right? But because he wasn't going to be the dude or the dude that you thought you needed for that spot, you can go and upgrade. And that's been made easier by the transfer portal. So sometimes you just have to be careful, too, on why is a guy in the transfer portal? A guy like Dylan Gabriel, he's trying to find a national championship. There are multiple guys that left the Oregon program or other programs they were never playing to begin with. So what kind of guy are you grabbing out of the transfer portal? If you're getting a guy like Dylan Gabriel, then that's an upgrade. That is someone you want. If you're getting a guy who he's got three years of eligibility left, but he's played against Cal Poly, Eastern Washington, and Montana State, no offense to that guy, he's probably not up to that caliber, if that makes sense. And and Ty Thompson was a four-star recruit. You know what I'm saying? Like a, a six foot. I think he was five star. Five, five, four, five star. Yeah, he was and one he of the best be in the country. Great. And he might be you great know? at his next school. 
he, they he, just didn't think he was at Oregon. It's one of those things like you just didn't, you know, maybe didn't uh, grow as fast as some people thought he might have. So it, it, and that happens all the time with recruiting. Uh, we'll take a look at the poll question results. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. So far, read some text messages from the Vancouver Ford text line. All text to the fan. RV of the Vancouver Ford text line. Your dollar goes further at Vancouver Ford. Treat you right before, during, and the ever-important after the sale. Visit VancouverFord.com. 503-864-6326. We'll read some of your thoughts next. Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. I want to read this one. Joe, isn't it a bit ironic to mock Mario Cristobal for being a great recruiter but not winning on the field right before you praise Dan Lanning for his recruiting class and indicate that it's a sign of great things to come for Oregon? I do believe Lanning is a better X's and O's coach than Cristobal, but let's not act like he has absolutely lit the world on fire his first two seasons. Love or hate Mario, he was undefeated against Washington and won two conference titles. Very true. Very true. I said this. Hey, I said this yesterday with Patrick. You can go back on the Service Patriots podcast. It's your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. I told him yesterday, I was like, you know, this is great for Oregon, but let's not get it twisted. He has been here for two years, and he hasn't won a Pac-12. So let's not crown him saying that he's going to be winning a Big Ten championship anytime soon. Yeah, but to to be fair, as far as Dan Lanning is concerned, like, he was, this is probably the most competitive the Pac-12 has been over the last couple of years. Like, I mean, every year it's been just a, you know, it's been, we've been talking, we talk about it on Sports Sunday all the time, Football Sunday. Pac-12 has been cannibalizing itself for a few years, you know, at this point, just because, You've got great teams that are playing each other early in the season, mid-season. And usually for Georgia and Alabama, you wait till towards the end of the season to kind of play face your hardest opponent, which is usually in the SEC championship game for for one of those guys, you know, and, in most cases. And also, listen, a loss is a loss, but let's not act like Washington blew him out of the water both games and they missed the Pac-12 championship by this huge margin. They were six points away from the same opponent from winning a Pac-12 championship. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think he's Owen three against Washington. He's lost by a combined nine points. Yes. And, but I will say my point is 
is when you are going, making this move to the Big Ten, which has these blue bloods, Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State. Um, it, I don't know if you want to throw Michigan State in there, but they are going to be competition going forward. Why not? You know, it's um, a solid program. Like, I mean, yeah. But if you're going to that type of playing field, you need to be at the top of the recruiting class, and that's what they did at this time, moment in time. They have the number one recruiting class of all the Big Ten schools. That's kind of a big deal. And the one thing that people were it's kind of important to be able to compete were, at that level. Duck fans were really worried when they lost Cristobal, just because the one the, thing Cristobal did did really really well was recruiting, yeah. and Willie Taggart did really really well as far as recruiting. And so when you lose those Texas. Florida pipelines, like you don't know if you have much of a chance, but Dan Lanning has responded two, three years in a row with some pretty good recruiting classes. And again, you're talking about two, three losses, two losses to Washington, right? You, well, losses. you have three in the last, three in the last two, two years. years, three losses to Washington with a to- by a total of, of nine points, mm-hmm. you know? So most of Oregon's spreads are bigger than nine points, you know right. what I mean? And so they happen to lose to this really, really good football team with a guy that, could have potentially been the Heisman winner if he hadn't kind of tailed off towards the, the the second half of the season. Like I don't think there's much to to hang your head about if you are Dan Lanning right now. But much like we can learn a lot from what Ohio State's going through right now. You know, if you're an if you're an Oregon fan, Dan Lanning fan, because you're looking at a coach who hasn't beat Michigan in three years now, and now considering every great thing that you've done, Ohio State number two in the Big Ten this year as far as recruiting. But they're talking about replacing you if you lose to Michigan again. Not if you have another losing season, but if you lose to Michigan again, you might be done here. Like, And so it's that important to go out and beat your rival and beat them, and maybe not on a consistent basis, but make it competitive. And for the past three years, or two years at least, in the past three games, um, and I've said it, man, Washington's just been the better team, you know, for the past few games, and that's not going to last for very long. Uh, you can't lose and let alone lose to a rival over and over again. I think the key here to learn with Lanning, right, is he's had two years. In those two years, I feel like he has shown not only that he can recruit, but where he is a step above Mario is the growth, not just in players in his position group, but on the entire team. Like right. When you looked at Mario, Mario is the reason why you have such a good offensive line now. Mario was an offensive lineman at Miami. He went out and he was able to speak to the big boys and he was able to bring them in because when you lost all the time with Chip Kelly in big games, what was the issue? Well, you didn't have it in the trenches like the other big-time teams had. And so what Lanning has done is he goes, well, you know what? I have to recruit the big boys at the same way. But he's also recruited wide receivers, and he's brought in multiple wide receivers that have flourished in this system. I mean, you look at Tez Johnson this year, what growth that he has shown. Yeah, from those first four games to, yeah, how he finished, yeah. Exactly. You also look at Troy Franklin. Troy Franklin took multiple steps forward, each year to becoming one of the best wide receiver you know options in the entire country and then the big key is look at Bo Nix Bo Nix at Auburn was a good quarterback at that best. had flashes of greatness but he also had these big moments huge mistakes where he made huge mistakes and turned the ball over and for the most part when he came to Oregon that left and that left with multiple different offensive coordinators so it's not like hey Dillingham made the change and then Bo reverted back to old Bo no Lanning was able to go out and get coach Stein and I'd make the argument that coach Stein 
put Bo into another stratosphere. Now, some of that is on Bo as well for being able to grow himself and see where he had his his weaknesses and turn them into strengths. But when you have a man and a head coach that is manning your team the way that Coach Lanning is, I think there's a lot to be excited for. You're recruiting well, but you're also developing well also. And so when you do that, I think it's only a matter of time before you start seeing the championships that you want, before you start seeing playoff appearances that you want. Uh, also, text line reminding us that Dub also did have Jimmy Lake when uh, Mario was there, so that does help. And Mario kept losing to Stanford, so that's a great point there. Uh, the poll question, uh, Texas running away with it, 60% of the vote. The second most votes, Dub though. 30.8%, uh, Oklahoma with just 6.2%, and then USC last with 3.1%. Um, yeah, as far as a couple of the teams I wanted to note on, uh, Michigan State is uh, finished with about the 38th recruiting class. So Jonathan Smith doing decent there. He, uh, he had the 47th best recruiting, 28th best transfer. Um, and then Oregon State, buddy, uh, I... I'm so sorry. Like I am, I'm at the point where I am seriously sorry for Oregon State fans. I feel like you're trolling when you say I'm that. not, dude. Like I'm at the point where like it, this really sucks. I was talking with Joe, uh, one of our other AEs in the building, and he's an Oregon State fan. And I'm like, dude, I don't know what to tell you at this point other than I am sorry. Like you see the picture of Trent Bray at his press conference yesterday for recruiting day. There's Four people, four reporters in the room. There's more empty chairs. I don't than think actual... they're reporters. I think they're just people that, that were used to fill seats, reporters. man. They don't even look like they were reporters. Uh, I think one of them might have been a student reporter. So, uh, yeah, there were more empty chairs than reporters there. And... Somebody from the Onion was there. <laughs> um, they're cutting onions in there, that's for sure. Um, I, listen. I just pray that we end up two, three years down the road and Oregon State is just in a much better spot and power. Well, I don't know if there's going to be a power five at that point. Just something better, man. It's they need they need some wins. It that picture was so sad to look at. And again, it, it sucks. It really does suck seeing the news about their Mountain West schedule and then, you know, them getting a WCC basketball schedule for the next two years. I'm just like, dude, this is no. This thing, the wheels this is not, all this the way This is not off. okay. This is not acceptable. Uh, yeah, I'm super bummed for them. Who I'm not bummed for is USC. Not at all. And we're going to get into that because Bruce Feldman wrote a pretty interesting article where he got anonymous quotes from different players, coaches, analysts, and uh, former um, coaches for USC, donors, alums. And I'm going to read some of these quotes because they are eye-opening. We will get to that next here. Sports Sunday edition of Primetime, 1080 The Fan. Primetime with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Uh, before we uh, get to roasting USC, uh, some quick breaking news from Angie Machado. Breaking news on 1080 The Fan presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Uh, the Beavs, they had a commitment from quarterback Giovanni McCoy, a transfer from Idaho. In two years as a starter at Idaho, he's completed 68% of his passes for 5,629 yards and 42 touchdowns. Damn. So the talk of possibly having Ben Branson be your starter next year. Out the window. I, I hope <laughs> that this Giovanni McCoy, uh, McCoy uh, kid can uh, end up 
showing those same flashes in training camp, and hopefully that's your starter for the Beavers next year. He's the real McCoy. He helped lead Stop. that Idaho team. No, <laughs> get I'm get out. Get no, out. I swear, I'm staying right here. Dad jokes for someone who's not a dad. The only non-dad here. Um, but he, as far he, as you know, uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> um, he he helped transform that Idaho team. They were a cellar dwelling, middle of the road, big sky team to this year. They were one of the top teams in the FCS had a buy, went really far in the playoffs, almost beat Montana. Who's in the national championship for FCS. He's a really good quarterback. That is a big grab. Look at this guy locked in on the vandals over there. Love it. This is yeah. why we bring Will on. This is, you know, because it was my decision to bring him on, right? Yeah. Technically, we're on his show. Yeah, right? Yeah, so. Time time with Will. This I'll... is not my show. <laughs> eh, ish. We're yeah, all we're You're all in the picture somewhere. In. Like, I mean, for sure. Um, That's Souk. It looks the same. Yeah, exactly. Just grow that <laughs> beard out a little like bit a tag more. Team, though, straight up, man. They think um, we're father and son at the gym. Uh, oh, that's adorable. Uh, listen, me and the lady friend were throwing out some scenarios last night that about you, Will, that I can share with you. About me? Oh yeah, about you because you've met what kind weird. of okay, scenarios, yeah. Joe? You've met you've met Sounds my like lady friend weird. before. I believe I have. I do not. I could not tell you which one was your lady friend. Uh, oh. But uh, yeah, there's a way that we could possibly have you become the uh, the son-in-law of uh, one Jason Sukanik. The son-in-law. Son-in-law, and you can start calling him dad. Yeah. I'm never going to call him dad, even if there's a fire. <laughs> there's a fire. Right? All right. I'm going to go rapid fire with these USC quotes so that way uh, you can hear just all of this. And because, you know, if you hear one quote, you're like, well, oh, I thought justify- we were playing a game. Like, let's see which one of these quotes is fake. Oh, no. These are all real. All real. And I'll tell you where they're coming from. So this comes from a Pac 12 head coach about USC and the transfer portal last year because they got a bunch of dudes that transferred in. USC last year. And this is a Pac-12 head coach. It was like a bunch of mercenaries just trying to get their own stats. They were all over the place. You toss it outside and you see their guys going all over the place. So undisciplined. It was unbelievable. You had no idea what they were trying to get done. A longtime donor and alum. The thing I found most troublesome is they kind of got everybody they wanted defensively out of the portal last year, and most of those guys didn't make an impact with the exception of Bear Alexander. So there's a Pac-12 head coach and then someone that is giving money to USC both being like, well, that didn't work out with the transfer portal. Pac-12 offense cornered talking about Alex Grinch, who they fired midseason. He said, I'd gone up against Grinch before. It was aggressive, but it was sound. This wasn't that. This was one of the worst defensive defensives we've faced and said another Pac-12 head coach they have some talented guys on defense but they miss a ton of tackles you see some of these guys and wonder what's up with this guy what's up with that guy so that's four quotes just on the defense alone which we knew the uh, USC defense was bad but when you see it coming from a Pac-12 offensive coordinator that had played against Grinch a packed another Pac-12 head coach two Pac-12 head coaches basically being like what the hell are these guys doing like that is how you know it was even worse when the coaches that are game planning against this are looking at the film and they're just like, dear God. Look how fast things change for Lincoln Riley up there. Oh, buddy, I'm not done yet. One defensive assistant coach who faced USC early in the season, where's the shutdown corner? Where's the defensive lineman no one can block? Where's the game-changing linebacker? You don't really see those difference makers out for out there for them that they've had in the past. And then uh, about the receivers and the offense. This is the same defensive assistant who faced USC earlier in the season. He said, not having, this one is an eye-opening one, not having a true number one receiver is part of it, 
But the bigger thing is when you look at them, the route structure, the passing game, the route combinations they try to put together aren't hard to guard. They don't put stress on you that way. And we we knew that the USC defense was bad. But there's a dude that has to scheme against the USC offense, which was their – that was their team. Well, Caleb Williams was their team. But he was saying, yeah, they weren't hard to guard. Like, we – easy offense to figure out. And maybe we gave UFC, UFU, USC too much credit, you know, just wanting the Pac-12 to be back, wanting USC to finally kind of establish dominance again in a, a conference that they dominated for so long, you know? Well, and this is, again, these are the quotes talking about that domination, that you know, physicality, that grit, that fire in your belly at USC. That uh, one Pac-12 assistant said that program was always about being physical. That's something they have thrived on, but they just didn't show it anymore. If they came downhill at us, we would have been able to hold up. Oregon would knock you around. That's what they want to do. USC didn't even try to. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we saw a USC team at the beginning of the year that we all, at least me, said they, they're they probably the best team in the Pac-12. The first few games of the season, they might be the they best team. They were a top-five team, a preseason ranking in and, the polls and everything, right? And when when at the least. wheels fell off, they fell all the way off. They couldn't stop a nosebleed at a point. Another quote to back that up. This is in February. A Power 5 assistant who had previously been on the staff at USC questioned the program's toughness. That's the problem with USC. When S is even and the game is measured by grit, you'll never win like that. That's a dude that was on the team coaching for them last year. <laughs> you feel bad. Like, I mean, it's... You don't it, feel bad. My, you? No, I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to preface my comments. I should have prefaced my comments by saying it's hard to feel bad for USC, for the Lakers, for the Cowboys. You know, Whoa. when things don't go... For the Patriots. Y'all like, don't say I mean, that. For the, for the Patriots, you know, for, for teams that you know, have done nothing but win and have these iconic players and everything. It's hard to feel bad for where they are. But USC is not in a great football spot. We wanted them to be because Caleb Williams was so great, but, yeah, they're not there yet. Uh, Just some other uh, quotes about their culture. Uh, One Pac-12 staffer said, I don't know if the priorities of everyone in that building, especially in the locker room, will ever match up to what it was like under Pete back in the early 2000s. There's just so much going on with NIL, all the distractions in L.A., like, I don't know if everyone in that building will all have football as priority number one, whereas at Oregon, there's nothing else to do out there besides play football and win. They have everyone on the same page. This sounds like it was written by Oregon fan, but whatever. Okay. Just saying. It was one Pac-12 staffer. That could have been the water boy for Oregon, okay? Could I mean, hell. Uh, One Pac-12 analyst said, we knew they were a big transfer transfer portal team with that, When teams like that are going well, you have momentum and things are good, but then you have situations like USC had where people become independent contractors that can really set you back if you don't have a good culture. It's like they think they're NBA stars walking to an arena. This actually references uh, the Trojan walk that they do before every game at home games. Lincoln Riley basically said, you guys can wear whatever you want. You ain't got to wear USC gear, just wear what you want. And it it seemed like a NBA game where these guys are wearing design. This is the quote: They're wearing designer shorts with dress shoes. Another guy is in tie dye sneakers. This team looks like an AAU team. And another staffer adds that promotes individuality. You don't let Hollywood take over your program. Then you attract the kind of kids where football is not important to them. These are all those quotes together. Damning, dude. Like you look at USC this next year. If they have another season like they did last year, I mean, 7-5, and 8-4, and four, whatever the case is, you know, context will be added with how those games go. 
we could be looking at another Jimbo Fisher situation in uh, USC. I don't care how much the buyout is. Lincoln Riley, they got it. He ain't got that dog in him. I don't think it. he has that in him. Well, he's got a year to figure it out. He's got. I mean, I don't know if he's got more than that, but he's got a year to figure it out. So it's yeah. Again, this is uh, it's it's cathartic reading it. I will say this. Also on the Vancouver Ford text line, I watched the Big Sky. That kid is a legit stud. So Beavers, something to look forward to possibly uh, with the McCoy kid out of Idaho. All right, let's break hour number two. Let's move over to the NFL. We got a couple big matchups this weekend, and one team we need to talk about. If their season ends the way that they're not anticipating, they need to receive just as much hate as my Cowboys, okay? Yes. Fair enough. Yes, I'm going to do that for two days in a row. Hour number two, Sports Sunday, primetime edition, on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.